episode two. Welcome to Fat Girl Gone Keto. I'm your host, Jane T, and this podcast is designed to inspire those who are new to the ketogenic diet, uplift, uplift those who are experiencing any troubles, traumas, etc., with starting this fun and fabulous diet, and more things to just explore and bring joy to your life. Today we're talking about number one, where the hell I've been the past 12 months, facing some of my flaws and how to get back on the course in the midst of odds that could not be counted on, learning something new, the importance of keeping it simple when you're going to get back on the bandwagon, one a new product that I've come across in the past several months and getting myself back on the bandwagon, and my next steps in writing this New Year's resolution wave that's coming up soon. All that and more. Hey guys, this is Jane T, Fat Girl Gone Keto, episode 2. Let's start from the top. Where the hell have I been? Total transparency. Past 12 months, I just completely went into a tailspin with the pandemic and everything. I did not make episode 2 soon after making episode 1 last year around this time because, not gonna lie, out of laziness and just got busy at work. Then the new year came and family and everything. And was doing okay in January of this year, then kind of started slacking off because work was getting busy. Then boom, we got hit with the pandemic, February, March time frame. Went into, like I said, total tailspin. My best friend were those, you know, meal delivery services that go to your local restaurants and total threw me off. And then the past, I guess, two months, I've worked to reverse the bad habits that I have developed during the pandemic. And all of this stay at home, be at home all the time, work from home, stare at your four walls every day. And now I'm to the point where I felt comfortable coming back and reintroducing myself and starting the podcast back up. So that's where I've been. It's been a road. It has been a road because when you have sometimes worse habits than you had before, it can get kind of dicey when you want to restart you know, from the starting point you were at because you were doing things now that you weren't even doing before. So it took me a little while to figure that out and kind of get my bearings around it. And once I have, there are a couple things that now that I'm doing keto, I am doing differently. One of the main things, well, there's actually three of them, but one of the main things that has helped me, I would say more than anything else, is to outsource my cooking. So And a lot of people may say, okay, what do you mean outsource your cooking? Exactly what it sounds like. I know it's not a feasible solution for everyone, but if it is, I highly, highly recommend it. So that means using one of those meal prep services. There are many of them out there. I'm sure you've seen them on the internet and television ads, et cetera, around, you know, that make meals that you can cook. There are some that do the services and package all the ingredients where you can cook it yourself. And then there are those services that send you fully cooked meals. I went with a service that sent me fully cooked meals. And what that allowed me to do is while I was working through and coming back to zero, if nothing else, you know, coming back to the starting line of getting rid of the bad habits that I developed during the pandemic uh, this year, it allowed me to not have to think and just made it very, very easy to pick up um, and do keto again. The meal delivery service is out there right now. You know, some of them are really, really pricey. You're talking about 
13, 14, 15 dollars a meal. So the one I use is called Clean Eats Keto. And I live in the northeast of the U.S. And they are based out of North Carolina. So when I place my order, say on a Thursday or Friday, I usually have my order by Monday or Tuesday. Now, if you go on their website, you know, where you're on the map, you'll kind of understand, you know, how long delivery will take. Uh, being it's winter, it hasn't been, or cooler months, it hasn't been a problem. I'm sure in the warmer months, it may be maybe something a little different if you are um, ordering, you know, just to make sure freshness, everything comes packed in dry ice. And, you know, you just take it out the box and you put, pop it in the freezer. Loved it. Now, I believe they have distribution centers in different places as well, like somewhere in the Midwest to service, you know, the Midwest and the West Coast. So you don't have to worry about time lapse and freshness of food. Um, as always, disclaimer, I'm not promoting any particular company. I'm trying to just be very honest and transparent about what has been working for me. So I have used them for about two months. Uh, what I really liked about them is you start with, you know, there's different, all different types of eating plans with them and keto happens to be one of them. And you can start out with their five meal plan, which is like 40 bucks just to kind of taste their food. So I started out with that and I like, you know, this food was well seasoned. It was a little more towards salty, which if you're on keto, you know, you do actually need a lot more salt than if you're on a traditional, you know, standard American diet or most other diets. So not salty to the point it was nasty, but it, it probably had a little more salt than what would be normal, but not to the point where it was distasteful. Um, liked it. Then after I tried, I think the five meal plan, maybe two or three times just to, you know, at, at different times, um, just to see if I liked the meal selections. And I liked pretty much most of them. There's very few things that I just didn't care for. Uh, the proteins are a, usually a chicken or a beef. And then you get a vegetable and then something or a mix of vegetables and then some things may have a little sauce. Uh, they tell you the carbs and everything right on the package, uh, which makes it very easy for you to calculate. It made it very easy for me to calculate, you know, what, how I needed to eat around that meal because I know what I was having. I would say the biggest drawback was the amount of selection. So after I tried the little five meal plans a couple times, I went into the 30 day meal plan. Now for 30 meals, it's about a little under $200, perfect for me, fit my budget, and got it in a couple days after ordering it, popped it in the freezer. I knew I had lunches for a month. Now that leads me into the second thing that I'm doing a little differently this time than last time. Uh, back in episode one, I mentioned that I was doing three square, meaning three square meals a day in order to, you know, just do the ketogenic diet and really wasn't worried about changing that too much and that worked to an extent but as I you know continued on I noticed that I was feeling a little bloated the next morning after even after eating a low carb dinner and it didn't click that it was the dinner itself and not necessarily what I was eating that was causing that discomfort so the second change that I've made this time is I only eat two meals a day so that constitutes breakfast and lunch Inadvertently, I am doing intermittent fasting, or IF, for those who are familiar with the term, and I really have enjoyed it. It allows me, I am, have always been a breakfast person. Breakfast is actually my favorite meal. I am able to not spend too much on breakfast. I'll tell you about that in a second. I keep it very clean, very simple, very easy, and then I have my prepared meal for lunch. So breakfast, I usually eat around 7, 7.30, 
and it's usually some of those pre-cooked, pre-made, you know, sausages that you get in the freezer section. Some popular brands that I can think of are like Banquet and Jimmy Dean and some of those. Um, you have about two eggs, and then I have a whole avocado. It gives me my fat, that gives me my protein, I'm feeling full, and then I'll have a cup of tea or coffee. I'm mainly a coffee drinker, sometimes I drink tea, cold or hot, but I have never been the type that adds a lot of things to um, my tea or coffee. So drinking coffee with maybe a splash of cream or splash of almond milk um, or drinking my tea the same way with no sweetener, that is something I have always done. It has nothing to do with keto. So thankfully, that's not a change I've had to make. But if you are the type to really load your teas and coffees down with a lot of, you know, sugar sweeteners, additives, that may be a little bit more of a challenge. Um, I am thankful that that's not a change I had to make. I just drink these things the way I normally do. So that's my breakfast. Then I eat, you know, about between 12.30 and 1.30. I'll have lunch, the pre-made meal I just talked about, and I'm good for the day. I do have some of the same snacks that I mentioned, you know, before. The 100 calorie pack of the salted almonds is always a good choice, as well as another product that I'm going to mention in a little bit um, about, you know, having that snack feel, not feeling deprived, because I think that's the biggest thing on keto when you're making that transition from a standard American diet or a traditional diet to a high fat, moderate protein, low carb diet is you feel that you are just missing some things you know and i'm not a big snacker personally i know if you are that is that could be another layer of complexity for you but just not being able to snack when before if i wasn't following any particular eating protocol i would have been able to snack you, you feel in some way deprived it, it's very strange but i have found that you know eating the almonds when i need them uh, taking a swig of a protein shake just to take the edge off, the, you know, a sugar craving is still helpful. And going about being very strategic about my meals. My breakfast is pretty much the same every day. Then I have my lunch and then dinner. If I am hungry in the evening, I keep it simple. Usually I'm not and I end up eating something crazy like I'm a huge fan of dill pickles. <laughs> like a pickle or a pickle spear or two. Um, it may be some more avocado, uh, or something like that. Very simple, very clean. And then I'll have tea. I always try to end my day with some type of herbal tea just to have something, having something warm on my stomach, I have found kind of tricks the brain into thinking, you know, that you're full. And a lot of times you may not be physically hungry, especially when you're transitioning from eating, uh, higher carbohydrate diet to a low carb diet like the keto diet is you are more emotionally hungry and physically hungry so i found that works pretty well for me that's another something new i've tried is so outsourcing my cooking um shortening my eating window huge a third thing that i am doing differently this time versus what i did before when i was starting keto in episode one is adding exercise i started out incorporating physical activity at the beginning of my day. I know from watching the YouTube videos and the experts and you know reading the books, many people say the same thing that you do not have to do any physical exercise in order to lose weight on the ketogenic diet. And 
many of us have heard that from other healthcare professionals that the, the adage you can't outtrain a bad diet and which is true you know 80 70 80 percent of weight loss from my understanding and my non-fitness background comes from what you eat and then the other 20 or 30 percent does come from physical activity i do understand that and totally respect that that being said there is a certain look that i want at the end of this journey and that requires exercise toning um and doing all this i don't want to just lose weight you know uh I want a certain look and to get that look that is requiring me to engage in physical exercise I started out more on the toning side and the like the body body mind connection side so I started out with Pilates really like Pilates uh, I'm only five foot four and I bulk up very easily when I lift weights not like a man but just you know developing that muscle under fat that I think a lot of women struggle with when they incorporate a fitness routine into their weight loss regimen and Pilates I have found helps me tone without getting that you know having those issues so if you're out there and you're looking for a way to maybe tone up especially the core powerhouse um, that middle section Pilates is definitely a good way to focus on that and build that strengthen that core um, without necessarily getting the you know that six pack that bulky look so pilates is one thing yoga is another thing that i enjoy doing several times a week it is very helpful with stress management as well as flexibility as well as you know that mind body connection overcoming relationship issues i've had with food in the past etc etc so yoga is something i incorporate up to my program as well getting into i would say the past couple weeks have been more around the cardio i want to build up my cardiovascular endurance because there's certain activities that i really want to get back into did years ago want to get back into them um i.e kickboxing that i'm just not in shape right now to do but i recognize that's because my level of cardiovascular fitness is low but if I work on that, I can get back into those activities. Another thing is, you know, speaking positivity into the atmosphere. Come next summer, you know, in six months or so, I believe that the world will be like back to normal. And, you know, I want to take some vacations that are more active vacations. And we're, you know, hiking and sports and things like that. So in order to engage and really enjoy in those types of vacations, I need to be at a certain level of fitness, which requires me to work on mine cardiovascular level of fitness now uh starting out i started slow because i understand that with keto your energy levels are all over the place so it started 10 to 15 minutes a day until i got comfortable and then you know i'm slowly building up um my goal is to probably be about 45 minutes six days a week with the cardio of different things now i know during this time, going to a gym can be a little dicey or uh, a lot of people may not feel comfortable with it. I live, I'm fortunate to live um, in the middle of my city and my apartment building actually has a gym in the basement that's always open, well, downstairs, on the lower level, it's always open. And I go at some ridiculously early hour in the morning. I have my face mask on, I wear my gloves, I have my Lysol, Clorox wipes, wipe down machines before and after. I'm down there and there may be like one other person down there and it's a good size gym that can hold probably about 50, 50 or so people. So, you know, definitely we have the six feet going on uh, between us and it works for me. 
I enjoy doing that. I also feel safe because I'm not going to a public gym and there's me and one other person down there. Uh, I feel that going early is also a part of me being mindful of, you know, trying to ensure I'm following the social distancing guidelines. So those three things, I would say, is what I'm doing differently this time. Outsourcing my cooking, uh, minimizing my meals or, you know, my defined eating window, so inadvertently following IF, and working out. Now, for the outsourcing your cooking, please understand this is a short-term solution. It can be a long-term solution if you so choose to do it and, you know, just do it until you lose all the weight you want to lose. However, for me, I have found that for the first two months, I needed it. I needed something where I did not have to think about what I was eating and I could just follow the keto diet. Now, having some time off, being able to reflect about how I want to go forward into the next year, I am back to doing, you know, my meal prepping and my meal planning uh, so I can continue to follow the ketogenic diet. So definitely, if you decide to do it, it can be a long-term solution or it can just be a short-term solution until you really just get your bearings and you know how you want to move forward. So next thing I want to talk about is, you know, I want to do a product review every episode. So this episode, I just want to talk about this yogurt that I found about two months ago when I really start shaking those bad habits and getting back on the bandwagon with, you know, the right habits and the right way of doing things. Um, it's called Ratio One Keto Yogurt. It comes in four flavors. It comes in vanilla, coconut, mango, and strawberry. And I've tried all four. And it's like a dollar and some change for each individual serving. But each serving is only like two net carbs. It is amazing. The texture is amazing. Whatever flavor you have. I have to say my favorite flavors are vanilla and coconut. Coconut is my top um, flavor. And then vanilla is my second. Then strawberry, which is not bad. And mango, I'm not too crazy about. But my sister loves the mango. And the reason I'm not crazy about the strawberry and mango is because you can kind of taste that artificial sweetener. And the artificial sweetener is sucralose in them and within that product. And I know I've read studies before, and many of you may have heard, that sucralose is not the best for the body. I don't know all the science behind it. Please feel free to Google it. But knowing that, I try not to eat it every day. I try to only have maybe one or two a week. Because I do want to minimize the impact of artificial sweeteners, you know, on my on my body. Uh, but if I have to have a yogurt, that Brazil One Keto yogurt in coconut is it's amazing. I have to admit, it's really amazing. And the coconut flavor really does justice to balance that sucralose kind of artificial sweetener taste. Once again, any brands, any names I mention, I'm just doing it in in the spirit of transparency, I am not sponsored in any way to mention these brands or names. I bought everything with my own money. And these are things I genuinely enjoy or do not enjoy. So, uh, And I would like to keep it that way on this podcast so I can always be honest with anyone who's listening so they can get ideas about you know what may work for them. So what are my next steps from here? Uh, the new year is coming up within about a week. And I am so looking forward to riding this New Year's resolution wave. Because you see all of the fitness in, uh, infomercials and all the things on sale and all the positive commercials around, you know, getting fit and everything. I'm looking forward to riding that wave. It's, I think, the momentum and push that I need to really move forward this time. And my perspective has changed from last time I was doing it till now. 
and I'm really excited about it. It just going through this year and all of the emotional ups and downs in the pandemic, and I'm sure many listening have been impacted in many, many ways, and you can relate, that it just really made me focus on what is important and how precious life is. And I want to do this, and meaning the keto diet, stick to it, and make permanent changes. So I'm really looking forward to riding the New Year's resolution wave. I know a lot of um, fitness companies and you know stores usually have discounts around New Year's that are you know really gearing people to become more active, and certain fitness groups are popping up. So I'm looking forward to that. Though with the pandemic, still have to be very careful about you know social distancing, etc. But I'm looking forward to that and just doing more and being more active. So to wrap this up, I definitely want to say, you know, I'm back. And my final thought is to never quit. No matter how far off the horse or off the wagon that you have fallen, it's never too late to start again. Every day that you wake up is a chance to start again, if that's necessary. And guess what? When you just keep hitting at a problem, keep hitting at a problem, keep hitting at a problem, it's eventually no longer going to be a problem. So that is how I feel about my personal struggles with, you know, weight loss and in particular, like really sticking to the ketogenic diet. I feel I now have a different perspective in the way I'm approaching it. And I'm really excited and looking forward to, you know, next year and what comes next. That's all for now. Signing off. Jane T. Until next time. Bye, guys.